This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, in the south of Portugal, last night, Ireland played against uh, Gibraltar in the European Championship. Our hopes of qualifying had long since faded. We beat them 4-0. There is a mathematical way, we're told, that Ireland can still qualify for the European Championships, but even after the match, Stephen Kenny was unable to say exactly what it is, but... The fact of the matter is that after her defeat by Greece on Friday night at home, any realistic prospect of the Kenny regime continuing seems to be gone. But in his contract, it says that while we have a mathematical chance, uh, then he is to stay in post. And he said that we have a game away against Holland in this tournament, which uh, we must play. And then we have a friendly against New Zealand. And then it looks like there will be a change of manager. John Giles joins me now. John, one of our great players and also a great Irish team manager who changed the culture around the team, made it professional and introduced some of the great players, the best we've ever had, Liam Brady among them. John, thanks very much for joining us. Um, Now, both of us, I think, were supportive of Stephen Kenny's appointment but it has been a terrible experience for him, results-wise and look-wise. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, it's, 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 I think he had a very difficult job coming into it. I mean, I think we've spoken about this before. Yes. I'd say the players at his disposal uh, when he first came in would, would have been the lowest, I think, in in my time anyway yes. for players for managers coming in with players at their disposal yeah Liam, uh, he, Liam Brady said John just to, sorry to interrupt you but yeah. Liam Brady said on his last appearance on RTE asked to sum up Stephen's task he said this is the worst group of players that I've ever known in my lifetime which is quite a long lifetime and that is a, is a big factor that Stephen had to deal with not only that when he took over the reins, David McGoldrick, who was a very good player, a very good front player, decided to retire. John Walters also had difficulty with Keane, Roy Keane and Martin O'Neill. And John also ha- had gone. So it was literally start from scratch with no 
experienced. Experienced in the team was restricted to the back four, like people like uh, Coleman, but really not enough. No. No, if you, if you go back in time, I mean, for the, for the players I had at my disposal, you yeah. know, when I took over as manager with Liam Brady and, and his young players, Mark Lawrenson, you know, David O'Leary. Don Givens. Don Givens, you know, Frank Stapleton, Liam Mick, himself. Mick Martin. Mick Martin. Yeah. Came into it, yeah. So, so uh, like, I, 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 I definitely would have had better players at my disposal. And Premier League players, as it were. It was Premier no Premier League, League players, in those yeah, days, first good, division players. Good, good. Good, really good players, I mean. So I think he was very unfortunate in that respect. I mean, if you look at the players that Jack had at his disposal, yeah, and, and, and during Jack's reign, also the the the, the qualification for players, I mean, became very very low in, in, to qualify. You yeah, know what I mean? um, that's right. Ray Houghton and John Aldridge are uh, examples. Yes. They were both playing yeah. for Oxford, I think. And Jack yeah, went and so. persuaded them. And it was one yeah. of Jack's great achievements that he saw this opportunity and was persuasive enough. To get Ray and John Aldridge. Oh yeah, you got them in. Yeah. You know, would you have to, you have to get them in, and but they did qualify, which which was a big yeah. a big factor in it. But in 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 Stephen's case, yeah, it just came from from his point of view at a bad time, Eamon, to yeah. take over the Irish team, yes. uh, and it's it's very very difficult if you don't have the the best players, then uh, you're, you're you're performing miracles or trying to perform miracles. And I think that's what he's tried to do. And yes. he's, he's, I think he's made a pretty good job of what he's had yes. at his disposal. But the, the, the performance against Greece, I mean, was at, at a vital time. Yes. Very poor. It was, yeah. It was yeah. poor team selection, I thought. And tactically, they were poor as well in both the games against Greece, who were a team ranked just four places above us in the world rankings. Not that they yeah. are the world rankings. Uh, in soccer mean very much but that was a match and a tie both of those games that we really needed to get into yeah. the, the qualification to do it argument. yeah that was a chance that was yes. a chance to do it yeah yeah. Mark Lawrenson yeah. just comes to mind as well John I think you blooded Mark Lawrenson did you? yeah well, but Mark was a, it was a strange case Mark was at Preston at the time yeah and Alan Kelly was at Preston Alan, Alan was, was my assistant yes and in in those days, I mean, we weren't very well run, as you know. It was a Sunday game. Yes. And uh, it was you didn't get automatic release of players. Yes. If the manager didn't want to play, because so uh, it was one of my early matches, and we couldn't get release of players. Very difficult. We were playing on a Sunday, and Alan Kelly said to me, he said, "He said, John, we have a player here uh, that qualifies for us." Yeah. He said, and he said he's worth a go. Yeah. That was Mark Lawrenson. Yeah. You know, he was only, he was very young. Who formed the great partnership. Yeah. One of the great players. Yes. I think who, who, the, the manager of the England team later on, I mean, went crackers, I believe, yes. about it. Yes. Because, uh, you know, at that, at that stage, once you, once you, the change now, you have to play in a competitive match. Yeah. But in those days, when, when Mark came with us, you only, you only had to play in a friendly match and you're qualified. Yeah, which uh, would have meant for Stephen, actually, that uh, Declan Rice exactly would have been automatic uh, qualifier. And, of course, Mark Lawrenson went on to form one of the great defensive partnerships with Alan Hansen at Liverpool and become yes. one of the great players. One so, of the great players, I mean, yeah. We, we, we were just lucky, and that's the way, the, that's the, way the, 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 the rules were at that particular time. It's not like now. I mean, we, we'd have Grealish now and we would have... Uh, 
Rice would have been yeah. for us. You know, we would 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 have had them. Yes. But anyway, that's that's the way that was that was Mark Lawrence and I think whoever was in charge of the England team later on went nuts nuts about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, 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 we nabbed him at that particular stage. Yeah, I mean, Stephen made a point last night and produced the fact that I didn't know only of the players who played on Friday night against Greece, only Alan Brown. He's the only player in an eight-year period who came into the senior team through the under-21s. Uh, yeah. This is before Stephen took over. Now, Stephen has put 20 of our under-21 players into the team in the last couple of years to give them experience and to try and create a new team uh, from scratch, really. That this, yeah. is a, this is very hard to do. And there are some people, and Didi Hamam, who's a friend for both of us and someone that we both like very much, Didi s- said this, and I'd, I'd like your opinion on this, he said on Friday night when he was doing the game, Stephen Kenny has been kidding you for f- three or four years, talking about young players and all of that. He said, you can't go out and play the kind of football Stephen has advocated. And this is something that I'd like your opinion on. I'm sure the listeners would too. It, against teams like Greece and Holland and France, if you don't have the quality players to play that way, he said it's much better to do, you know, to play to your strengths. In other words, your heart, to knock it up there, to do things that have produced results for us in the time. It's basically the same rationalization that Jack made, you know, even <laughs> despite the players he had. Now, I had, I, I rang Didi and I said, that's very disappointing. We had a conversation and I understood what he was saying and, I want your opinion on that, John. I think Stephen tried to do the right thing. We've got to stop this hoofing the ball up the pitch and giving it away and, you know, barging in and hoping that, you know, Duffy will get a a goal from a corner. Stephen tried to do something else. Well, well, my take on it, Eamon, is that there isn't any way, one way, to do what needs to be done. You have to look at the players you have at your disposal, because you can't change those players. No. If you don't, if you don't have it, I mean, I was very lucky with the Irish team. I had Liam Brady and and Mick Martin and had good players, but I never believed in a way to play. Yeah. The, 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 the players that you had at your disposal dictated the way in which you could play. Yes. That's the, the that's the, that that was that was always my 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 take on it. So. Uh, I think in Stephen's case, Stephen said when he went in, this is the way we're going to play. Yes. I think that's definitely what he said, and that's that's what he believed. This is the way we're going to play. Yes. And is I it your view, because it's my view, yeah. that what dictates the way you play are the players you've got? Exactly. Yeah. But gee, that's what he said in Stephen's case. I think Stephen said at the start, this is the way we're going to play. Right at that stage, he didn't really know what players he had at disposal. Mm. You know, I don't. I, I don't believe there there is a, a way of playing, right? Unless you have the players to do what needs to be done. Yes. You know, you have to be realistic. I mean, we'd all love to play, get on the ball, and, and the full back to you know, beat a player, or get on it and do this and do that and do the other. If you can't do it, 
Yeah, just to go back to your time at Leeds, John, you start, you yeah. went to Leeds when they were actually in the second division, what is now the championship. Yeah. yeah. And the Leeds team you joined and Don Revy was managing yeah. was nothing like the Leeds team that became with you, Billy Bremner, Eddie Gray, yeah. uh, Peter Lorimer, all these wonderful, yeah. wonderful footballers. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like it, was it? Because you got no. stuck in, 10 behind no. the ball, 1-0, whatever you can whatever get. It took, I mean, whatever it took, very, very difficult to beat. We had a lot to call, say, Willie Bell, at left back. Yeah. We had big, we had big changes yes. over the years. You know? Yes. Like when these, these were at their best. When I came to them, there was no Eddie Gray, there was no Peter Lorimer, there was no, no Mick Jones, there was no Alan Clark, yep. there was a young Billy Bremner, there was a young Norman Hunter, there was a young Paul Rainey. Jack was one of, was our, our oldest player, yeah. you know, yeah. and we played in the way that we had to play, which was very, very difficult to beat. Bobby had a great Bobby Collins, of course, yes. in there. But we had to play, and, and that's why we got a bad name because it was very, t- very tough the way Leeds played. Never give give anything away. No, never. Now go away from home and shut the game down. Shut the crowd up. Yeah, oh yeah, when we played at Everton away, like all those teams, like we got promotion, um, and we finished second in, in the first division with a record number of points. Playing the way we played, yeah. that's what we, we were hated because we weren't, we weren't good to, to watch. Uh, but we were very successful at what we did. Then over a period of time, you see, we got we got Nick Jones in, we got Alan Clark in, a young uh, Eddie Gray, a young yeah. Peter Lorimer, yeah. uh, a young Terry Cooper. Yeah. These were all different class players yes. to the players that we got promotion with. Yes, you know I could mention names you that you wouldn't even remember: Tom Weston, Ian Lawson, yeah. uh, Jim Story, yes. uh, Woody Bell. Yes. You know we'd, we'd all these players at this particular time that were, would, would give everything they got, and that's that's what Don did. So when, when he got the, the better players in, we still had given everything we got and became, became a great side, you know? Yeah, and just to make the, dis- the distinction, managing a club, you're in every day, you've got yeah. your players for 12 months of the year. Managing an international team, you only see them periodically, once every, say, two months. That's right. Uh, they don't yeah. know each other. In the case Stephen was, the situation Stephen was in, they don't know each other. You don't really know enough about them as people, although you can go and watch them playing as players. But there's a, a chemistry and a, a, a kind of a metaphysical u- unity that is created, and almost nobody can understand it. But you know it when you see it. But that yeah. arises from the training ground and from games and from, but you, yeah. You know, he's it's a relation to a relationship with the manager and the players. And, yes. You know, the manager has to have a relationship. It's his job to make that a relationship with every player individually, if he possibly can. Yes. But 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 getting back to, to, to the main thing about it, you can only play in the way you have with the players. Sorry, yeah. with the players that you have at your disposal. Amen. This it's, 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 I, I never believe it when I say this is the way we're going to play. Right. You know. If, that's great if you have like t- 10 Liam Brady's that you have at your disposal and the other team, the players that we had over the years I mean, but in other words the principle is what what players do I have and on an international level as we know it's, it's you don't have that many choices no, no. Like, you're, you're dependent on other clubs producing players that you can pick and that's where you're in, in, 
I was in a lucky position that that's that, say Arsenal produced Frank Stapleton and David O'Leary and Liam Brady at the same time. Yes. I didn't do it. Yes. They were at our disposal as a manager, so it's very difficult as as an international team manager to say this is the way we're going to play. So you see what you have at disposal. Unfortunately for Stephen, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have a Liam Brady and a Frank Stapleton and a Dave O'Leary at his disposal. Or even a Wes Hoolan. Or he, well, Wes is one of the. Well, he wasn't picked, but he's, he was one of our favourites, a real player. A real player, and he he, he, he would have made a, He would have walked into this team, I think, and oh, and, be, and been a real asset. A man in this team, Eamon. Yeah. So he's unlucky in that way, Stephen. That he doesn't have. Like he has. He has a. a, a, a a feel for the teams that he wants them and wishes them to play, which is which is which is fine, as long as you have the players. If you don't have the players, it's it's very very difficult. Yeah. So, give me, do we agree that he faced almost mission, mission impossible, and that he did introduce, say, Bazunu, the goalkeeper, who I think is a very good goalkeeper. There's a clown writing in newspapers here. I won't name him. But he's he's a statistician, really, more than a football commentator. He says the stats show, and as you know, Bazuno, Gavin Bazuno has been at Southampton um, yeah. now for the last season. Where they were, he says he has a statistical proof that Gavin Bazuno is the worst goalkeeper. Yeah, well, wait for it in Europe. Yeah. Now he's a terrific goalkeeper. Well, that's you know that's that's. That's typical of somebody that knows nothing about football, Eamon. Yeah, I know. You know he's playing in a team that's the worst in the league. That's the relegated. He's yeah. going to have more shots against him than any any goalkeeper. Yeah. Like if you take the goalkeeper from Liverpool, who's a terrific goalkeeper. Yes. Compared to the amount of shots he has to save in relation to the goalkeeper at Southampton. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. That's somebody making in some sort of a stupid article. Yeah. But the thing is, given that... Your view, and it's your view that matters to people and the respect they have for what you achieved as a coach, player, and indeed as a, as a commentator, perhaps, as much as anything. Stevens deemed to be, to have failed, but it really isn't fair not to take into account this fact that we're talking about what he inherited in terms of players, and also the appalling look, COVID, empty stadiums, players pulling out because they were injured, players that he desperately needed, strikers and everything. He's been very unlucky, and he's been very brave with it. That would be my view. But it's not my view. I keep giving my view. What's your view? Well, I think I think he hasn't been lucky, Eamon. Yeah. That's for sure. And in football, like any other business, you need a certain amount of luck. He's come up against COVID, as you say. He's lost players and he couldn't couldn't do it. Empty stadiums, John, as well. The Aviva yeah, empty. Yeah, it, 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 it was a nightmare. I mean, it's not the time to come in as a manager. So he's, 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 he's had a lot of bad luck in that particular way. In the other way, he hasn't had he hasn't come in at a time as a manager to have the players that Jack had and, and, yes. and some of the players that Jack had and some of the players that I had, for example. Yeah. He hasn't got them. He's gone with the young with the young kids. That, that, that that's the only ones that have, that's available. So he's had a, he's had a hard job to do, yes. and he hasn't had the best of luck. But unfortunately, I mean, yeah. football is like a lot of things in life. It's a cruel game. It's a cruel way. Yes, people don't look at that now. He look at the results he's had. He's looking at the, the position he's in, and and they don't they don't make 
the case for some of the things that you made there. That's yeah. the way. That's the way of the world, but particularly in football, I mean, there's no sentiment. There's nothing in football at all. No, it's results. Are you got results? How are you playing? You, you go back on, on our time when Jack was playing. Yeah, you didn't like the way Jack played. I didn't like the way <laughs> Jack played. Right, but he won matches. Yes, and he became ah, yes. a hero. You know, people. You think when people talk about Jack, they never talk about the way the Irish team played. No. Talk about the results. Where did they did we yeah. qualify? We qualified for the World Cup for the first time ever, for the Euros ever. Yeah. History. Yes. And of course, the teams he had were, you know, some of the greatest players Kevin, ah, Paul McGrath, Kevin Moore, and Mark Lawrence, and Ronnie Whelan. He dropped Ronnie in for yeah, Italian 90. He left, he left Liam out. Left Ronnie yeah, Whelan out. Liam out. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't believe in the way they played. But they won matches. They won matches, Eamon. Yes. You know? Yes. That's all. The, that's all the crowd worry about. They, they, if you come out of the match in Ireland to win one nil, and they haven't played well, people don't really care. They won. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let me put this to you, John. In the eight years before... Stephen, only one player came out of the under-21s, which is an, an incredible start. Now, my view was probably the people in charge, Trap Tony and um, indeed O'Neill, didn't look at the under-21s, didn't look at the underage players at all, didn't even know them. And, and, and 
pretty certain on my ground on that. I don't think Jack did either, but he didn't need to. Stephen does. He knows that scene, and he's put 20 of them into the team and given them their shot, given them the experience, and some of them have, have come good. Gavin Bizuna would be one of them, and th- there are, are a number of others. What should we do now, John? I mean, Stephen looks like he'll lose his job, but he will have left, and Shay Given has been very good on RTE. Shay said on on Friday night when Didi was, you know, pretty tough, and I, I love Didi, and he's we both do. He's a good fella, and but he said Stephen's not good enough was what his end product. But what Shay said was he's left the nucleus, and he named a few players. Collins, the defender who he, he left out altogether last night because I think he blamed him for two goals we conceded against Greece. But he's at Brentford now, and I think this coach at Brentford's a good coach and will improve him and has paid Wolves a lot of money for him, 45 million or something. So he's got Collins, you've got Bazunu, Ogbeni. I like Ogbeni. He's gone to Luton now. When Stephen first plucked him out of real obscurity, he was playing in League One which is a, a division down from the championship. And he's a terrific lad. He's got pace to burn. And Stephen knew him, identified him, knew him from the underage game and, and gave him his shot. And he's useful, John. I mean, he's not a bad player. but So he'll be a player for the future. Evan Ferguson, I don't think anyone needed to know much about Evan Ferguson. He looks like a real star of the future. I'm sure you agree with that. He took his goal last night. No reaction. He said, very... Very impressive young man, isn't he? He's at 18 years of age. Mm. So there are players that might go on and form the basis of a team. There's a young fellow called Jason Knight, who I first saw playing for Derby County when Wayne Rooney was there. He's been played out of position a lot by Stephen, but he played in midfield last night as right position, and he's a very good young, young player. There's a lad called Jamie McGrath as well, uh, there's a lot of Blackburn as well, who's a very good footballer. But, and this is a big but, Seamus Coleman has missed, and this has been part of Stephen's bad luck, Seamus Coleman has missed an awful lot of football in the last 18 months. And Seamus would be a massive player, wouldn't he, John? Not just on the pitch, but yeah, he's a leader. in the yeah. dressing room and on the training ground. Oh, he's a leader. He's a, he's a player. But the, the thing is, football is a very cruel game, as I said before. People don't look into things like that. They look at results. Yes. It has to be results. Yes. yes. Like, you know, when I go back to, to, to Jack's time, Jack was very the most successful manager we ever had. You didn't like the way Jack played. I didn't like the way Jack played. And I played with Jack for t- t- 10 years. Yes. But he won matches, Eamon. Yeah. I know, he and won. that's the name of the game. You know, yeah. And in, that, in, in Stephen's case, it, it, the people won't look at what he, the good things he did. Yeah. They look at the results and say, what did they do? Did he qualify? No, he didn't qualify. He didn't do this, didn't do that. That's that's the, 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 the hard reality of football. Supporters don't really care how you play, what you produce. Are you winning matches? Are you qualifying? Are you doing that? That's, 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 that's what it's all about. Unfortunately, I agree with what you're saying. Like He's, he's done a lot of good things, Stephen. But yes. the results haven't been what the, what the supporters and the, and the people want. Now, although the supporters for a long time did buy in to what he was trying to do, give yeah. you young lads. And I mean, the first, ironically, the first game of this European, uh, European 
championship campaign was against France in the Aviva. They won 1-0, but we really put them to the pin of their college on. We played really well that night. It was real aggression and real talent on show. What I want to ask you now is where we should go from here. The bookie's favourite to be the next manager is Steve Bruce. Now, I, I'd speak for myself. I think I'm speaking for you as well because we've talked about this quite often. Steve Bruce is the favourite. Now, I love Steve Bruce. I respect him greatly. He was a yeah. great, great, great player for Manchester United in the great Ferguson teams. He's been coaching mostly bad jobs, you know, when clubs are facing relegation. Yeah. He's had, you know, he's coached in the Premier League and he's, he's, he's a real credit to the game, a real huh. pro. Would you agree? Yes, I, I'd, I'd, I'd have a lot of time for him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a real player, and he played for the team. He was a good-hearted lad. He was, yeah, he was really. And you see the anguish sometimes on his face. He was at Newcastle before they, the Saudis took them over <laughs> and uh, opened the purse strings a bit. But you could see it on his face every week. Uh, <laughs> and it's not the only club. I think he's been everywhere. Was he at West Brom at some stage? And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been there, he's had lots of clubs, I mean, yeah, yeah, lots of clubs. From here, we have two ways to go. With Steve Bruce or somebody with Steve Bruce. I know you don't like Sam Allardyce, and I wouldn't, I would think that would be a retrograde step, would you? <laughs> I wouldn't have him at all then. <laughs> no, no. I, he's in the betting somewhere. Or mm. there is somebody really interesting out there. His name is Lee Carsley. He's played for Ireland. He was a stalwart in the team's, uh, Post Jack, uh, but he was a good, hard-working, diligent midfield player. Now, he's become a really good coach, and someone told me he's very knowledgeable. I tried to get him onto our panel when you left, uh, and again, when things were going really downhill, and I went into the head of sport, and I said, he said, he said what do you think we should do? I said, well, I said there's one he, guy he out. Him. He no, said, take your place. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it, but I was digging my own grave. Anyway, I said, there's a guy called Lee Carsley. I said, he's just, he's coaching the England 21 team. He's very highly regarded uh, by people I know in England, which is true, all of which is true. And your man said, who's Lee Carsley? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing he said is, here's your cards. Anyway. Can I, think I just say something? Can I just say something on that? Amy? Yeah. I've often said it, I might not say it to you, Tim. The last thing I'd want in my life, with my life on it, is to pick a successful manager. Yeah, but somebody has to do it, John. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm thinking it's the hardest, it would be the hardest thing in the yes. world, or the most awkward thing that I, I would, somebody, because there's so many managers over the years, I mean, I thought, well, he's no chance. Yeah. Some managers saying, yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's really good. Yeah. And it turned out the complete opposite. Yes. See, because you just don't know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'll say. I never ever in my life thought that Jack Charlton would be a successful manager. Right. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. If somebody had asked me who's the least person yes. you would think would be a successful yeah. manager, yeah. it would have been Jack Charles. Yeah, and actually he, he did it in England as well with Middlesbrough. I played against his Middlesbrough team. Graham Sunes played for him at Middlesbrough when they were yes. in the second division. Yeah, they got promotion. And they got promotion by about 15 points because we yeah. had a good team at Millwall. We played against them. They came to the den and they walked all over us. Yeah. And they were playing the Jack way, pretty direct, Get a hold of it up front, knock yeah, it back no, to no, 
Yeah, that's so, ridiculous. So I wouldn't have put a, a penny on them. And, and you're talking now, and I don't know that many of the managers are only going on reputation like Carsley yes. and all that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, as I said before, my experience, particularly after the Jack Charlton situation, with the Irish team and Middlesbrough and all yeah. the, he was he was very 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 successful man. I wouldn't have put a penny on him right. uh, to do it. <laughs> Not a penny. Yeah, this is an exclusive. This is a scoop. This is Sorry. what they call a scoop. Giles would not have put a penny <laughs> on Jared, on Big Jack. <laughs> yeah, well, I've said that. I've said that. I know that. Before. I know. I know that. And, I, and I knew Jack well. I, I, I announced the pitch. Apart from football, I got on very well with Jack. I know. So we used to well have a pint with him in the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as you were paying. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, I, I think Jack was a very good man, and in, in his heart, he was good, and many things he did actually uh, for players. He even wrote that nice letter to Liam. Liam's book is out, and I know yeah. I'm going to see you there tomorrow night at the launch of it. But he wrote a letter to Liam long after it stuffed him. <laughs> yeah, but look what he did, Eamon. I know I mean, what he you, did. Yeah, you know. Well, we know Jack did. I mean, there was like players that you mentioned, Liam. Uh, he, he didn't think anything of that. That's that's what he was like, Jack. Now I think he, like later on, I think he realised. But he, but he did run your wheeling. Uh, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, did Ronnie. I did, I did a few. Listen, he, we're, we're running out of time. Okay. Should we go the Steve Bruce route, an experienced pro from England, or should we go try to go the Lee Carsley? We're not sure Lee Carsley would want the job anyway. Um, Eamon, I'll just go back to what I, you, I don't you, know. You, right. Okay. Right. I don't know. I don't know Carsley well enough. I don't know any of them well right. enough to, to know. I just wouldn't. Uh, I, I, I'd be guessing the same same as anyone. That's okay. what I said to you before. If you said to me, look, your life depends on picking a successful manager for Ireland, I, I would I would, I'd probably shoot myself tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the headline will be Giles threatens to shoot himself <laughs> if asked to pick the next Ireland manager. <laughs> okay, John, as always, okay. it's a great pleasure. And I just f finally say that Stephen Kenny, as far as I'm concerned, and I know many people out there, is a good, great Irish football man. He's done his very best. He's been honest. Yeah. He never tried yeah. to kid anyone. And he, he, got, a, he got a bad hand uh, yes. of cards. And you can only play the cards you've got. Okay, John, yeah. thank you very much for joining us. I look, okay, forward, look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, and get buying you a Bacardi and Coke. Uh, that's the great John Giles. Oh, that'll be a change. <laughs> 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 that's the great John Giles. I'm grateful to John, of course, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.